Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Sunday Night Breakdown. Daniel Rutledge and Dave Forrester with you to go through the actions. Feel felt like a gentle pace through this week. I don't know about you, Dave. I think I only had to watch one game back. Yeah, it hasn't been that bad. Obviously, yeah. I, it's been quite a long week because I started it on Tuesday in the arena with the Eagles in Europe. But um, yeah, it, it, and there wasn't any kind of 4.30 game thrown in on the Sunday just to screw up everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, get a nice bit of lunch beforehand. Um, I did um, miss a bit of last night's game because I had to go and watch Jonathan Pye at the City Hall. Oh, okay. And so I'm, I'm up to speed with some invective, and um, and my objective is going to be yeah. quality. Let, let, yeah. Let's keep let's keep to the Jonathan Pye on air rather than off air, shall we? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Do you want to touch on that on that European game then? Because I, uh, I, I oh, yeah, um, yeah, it was cool. It was a good game. Um, the um, a Polish team who needed to win, but oh, not great because they're like five and fifteen in their league. Yeah, against an Eagles team that I played Friday and Sunday, um, but we're playing not to go to Lithuania. The way it turned out, because back and lost to um, Landstead in a. A fifty-four, fifty-two thriller. Yeah. Um. Before the shades, shades of that Caledonia, uh, uh, yeah, BCL game. Absolutely. You know, it was it was it was pretty dire. We watched the last ten minutes of it before the Eagles game, and so yeah, it was good. Um, it was really interesting. The interesting thing about it was that they had a guard playing for them, it was an American guy, thirty-six-year-old called James Washington, um, who clearly a guy who's been around Europe mm. a lot, and he was, I think, the quickest, most effective defender I've seen on Jordan Johnson all season. Okay. Um, he was able to stay in front. A couple of times Johnson bowled, got in front of him, bowled him over and got the iron one. But it was actually really interesting to see someone who was actually you know, drilled it. They, they were trying to win, obviously, it was quite an important game for them who drilled into playing defence. Um, but, you know, Newcastle just, yeah, they, they, they just, they've got something going and, and McGill's, McGill's been really, really good. And um, Aarhus is, is not too bad to get to. Uh, well, apparently it's... Aarhus and Aarhus. Aarhus and Aarhus. Um, well, apparently it's, you know, you have to get, if you fly to Copenhagen, you have to get on a boat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to get there. So apparently it's not quite as easy as you might think as flying into Kaunas. Um, You know, a boat or a hovercraft or, you know, maybe they'll they'll swim across. I don't know. Um, but it should be good. I mean, back in a proper European team, aren't they? So... Um, you know, that they've been in various competitions. I think they were a last minute entrant in this competition because of one of the Russian teams or Ukraine or whoever it was, the Ukrainian team maybe couldn't couldn't enter. Um no, it was the it was the, the Israeli's team, was it? The Israeli team, yeah. It was yeah, Israeli yeah. or the Kosovan team pulled out yeah, as well. You know? yeah. But anyway, so they were late in. Um but so it'll be it'll be, it'll be good. I mean, you know, they're, they're pretty good. They've got some solid talent, but they'll only be Bristol by if, by like ten in Bristol, yeah. um, yeah. Part of, oh yeah, we've got this whole thing about music playing during the games, which is winding us up as well at the moment. Yeah, well, come on, Dave. Well, well, well you, you and Pat, like two grumpy old men going well, on about music. Men. I hate music because you can't. Yeah, but other people don't hate it. Well, yeah, it's some good concert. Yeah, wow. I don't know. It's one of them things. Now, full disclosure, I used to be one of those dudes playing music years ago. Yeah, I get uh, that. Um, but, but I don't, I, it's not, I mean, I'm uh, again, I'm quite happy for it not to be there, but I'm not bothered enough to be moaning onto it. No, I, am. I didn't give a toss when I was a coach because I know you never notice anything. Mm. When you're coaching, you, t- you, you literally blank everything else out. Yeah. You know, if you can't, you know, if, if it's, you know, if, if it's there, if they're kind of they're, they're, they're 
subterfugal way of stopping me shouting at the refs. That's yeah. fine, you know, but just be yeah. honest about it. Um, I just don't like it. I don't like it. I think I think you know, if you want to, if if you're only playing music because the crowd is quiet, get your team to play better. Mm. Um, you know, our crowd get louder. You know, because what happens all does it means the crowd gets quieter, it takes away from court advantage because it's neutral noise. I don't like neutral noise. I like part par, um, partial noise. Mm. So you know, piped in music is neutral. But anyway, we'll see. I mean, that's it's yeah. So yeah, so that's that's yeah, a bit of. Bit of pie rubbing off on me here. <laughs> yeah, not very good. Right. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Let's get on. Let's get on to the actual actions in the British Basketball League. Starting on Thursday night, Caledonia Gladiators 84, Surrey Scorchers 75. No Whelan. Uh, so Johnson into the starters. Both teams obviously with debutants, Quade Green and Emeka Obukwelu uh, for Surrey. On West with eight points in a 17. Six start. They were eleven up after uh, six minutes, or inside six minutes. To be fair, uh, is Quaid. Is 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 it definitely Quaddy? I mean, I, well, I'll people... double check it. I'll double check it. Quaddy not requiring a cute accent on the E or something. Well, yeah. I, I don't think that's. No? Yeah, I think you're. I think you're Europeanizing an American name there. That you? might be true. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, okay. Well, if you could check it, because obviously I'm a stickler for this type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You old man. Um. Yeah, and the poor old Amik, uh, what was his name? The the, the sorry Obakwelo. he got the he he was the first guy this season for a while to to get the big guy BBL yeah. CS4 yeah. with about three seconds yeah, type yeah. of um <laughs> treatment um by playing to, with a physicality which is outlawed. Um sorry, we're dead flat in this mm. game. I mean I mean flat as a you know, flat as a pancake. Mm. After Pancake Tuesday, which actually was last week, yeah, um, yeah, they 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 just really. I mean, obviously, it's it, it's East Kilbride on a Thursday night, so uh, it's a short week for them. But they're coming off two wins, you know, and um, and and, and a great win at Bristol, and, and to a certain degree, Caledonia's coming off two losses. Sorry, he's coming off two wins. Mm. Not the most unpredictable scenario as to what happened. Caledonia mm. played harder, played um, played more defense than they did it against Leicester at the weekend. And um, sorry, we're just flat. Mm. Um, and and sorry, have kind of got to that point now, whereby again they've got a lot of players again. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and you know, a lot of players is great when you're flowing, but you know, somewhere along the line, um. You know, it has to be somebody's responsibility to win the game, yeah. and um, I didn't. I really get this kind of the feel in this game that any of the Surrey guys, you know, really took it on. You're good and playing eleven minutes coming off the bench in the middle of the second quarter. Mm. It's tough for an American who's played in college and you know started the vast majority of his games in college, and now he's like the third point guard on the team. Yeah, you know, Cooper comes in, knocks down a couple of threes, but then he sits down again, and he's yeah. he's a yeah, game. Yeah. I just thought they killed there. They had a um, you know, a lot of rhythm um lost. I didn't think they were helped. I thought the um, I thought the the refs lot let Caledonia get away with quite a lot of physical play. I'm not saying there were fouls, but it, I thought it was refed in a way uh, with two of the younger refs. Whereby certainly early on in the game, um, whistles were kind of swallowed a bit, and I thought that kind of knocked Caledonia knocked them sorry out of their um. 
or rhythm or whatever. Just they never got into it. No, they, they didn't. They, they made a couple of threes to hang about a bit, but they turned yeah. the ball over a lot as well in the first yeah. half. And Armas was eight for eleven for seventeen points at halftime. And you're thinking, well, if he's got seventeen already, when the other guys get going, that you're going to be. Yeah, and the thing with with Armas is he's going to get energy points and, yeah. and kind of post up points and yeah. and, and 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 cheap not cheap points makes it sound unfair, but he's going to get. Points without players being many players being run from. Mm. I mean, they did throw a few to him in the post. To be fair, they did. He got a couple, but but, he, but the, I suppose the point is that he's able to. You know, he's got primarily one move in the post, which is the right hand dribble, and then a little push hook over. And he made it about three times in a row by getting yeah. to his spot. So it's kind of a physical thing, and suppose he's got to his spot, and and whoever it is is guarding it, and he's got mismatches because he's got a mismatch on Kuba, he's got a mismatch on Mohammed, size wise, you know, frame wise. Mm. Um, so it's it's not necessarily not a, a, a dumb thing to do, and you made the plays. That's fine, but um, you just yeah, you, you know, sorry, are relying on on making a ton of threes, mm. and they didn't really get many in this game. No, uh, early in the third quarter, Bothwell had a couple of and ones and eight points in a twelve zero run, and that basically finished the game, really. Yeah, I remember thinking that this is my Thursday night, you know. Mm. Mm, I've been I've had better Thursday nights and, and watching this. Of course, it was on, so I had to watch it. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a slightly um, it was kind of redolent of a team that you know that had maybe thought it had gone farther around the corner than perhaps it actually. Yeah, had. maybe. Yeah. See, see, I managed to I managed to juggle teachers at parents' evening so that mm. I got home in time for the start of this game, and I kind of wish. I missed some of it. <laughs> to be honest with you, it wasn't. But, yeah, I mean, but Caledonia to... did what they had to do, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, of course they did, yeah. And they were going to because they were coming off two losses. And it's tough to keep winning. You know, when you win a couple of games, that's the most dangerous point. Mm. Once you get to where, where Cheshire are now, for instance, actually, you, you're playing with house money and you're flowing. Yeah, yeah. Pressure is actually off because you've won so many games. But once you've won a couple, you know, when you think you've cracked it, mm. then that's a, that's a point whereby, you know, can you can you you know you know if you win at Bristol on a Sunday or on a Saturday and then win at Caledonia on a Thursday that's significant validation. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. They haven't got that point yet. They're not quite at that point yet. Yeah. Uh, so Armas only took three shots in the second half, so he finished with the seventeen that he had at halftime. Bothwell with fifteen, Johnson twelve points and ten rebounds. Lawrence fourteen, Wang twelve, Cooper twelve. Let's go to. There was yeah. one point in this game where Cooper made his first three threes, and he was nine of nine. His last, yeah, three point shots. Obviously, I didn't tweet you to say how often has that happened because I didn't want to ruin the rest of your Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd never be able to check it. I did ever. Yeah, I get that. But um, that, I mean, that's pretty. I mean, you know, that's pretty darn impressive. Mm. You no, know, it doesn't matter. You know, in his. Some of the shots he's making aren't just kind of stand alone and let him shoot shots, you know. Uh, Friday night, Leicester Riders 108, Sheffield Sharks 94. Thomas was out for Leicester with illness. Sheffield shooting the ball really well in this one. Leicester not so in the early going, certainly. Uh, it was 10-3. Sheffield led on their way to 24-12 after six minutes. Yeah, it was just like it was like the longest um, rope dope in history this <laughs> You know, if you think of um, Thriller and Manila and all of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, before the game, Rob's, you know, Rob's asked, you know, what do you have to do? Well, the ball's going to see both sides of the floor. you got to play 24 seconds of defence, which would have been right from about 2017 onwards, mm. um, probably after Mike Cook disappeared. 
Um, that's what it's been. And then they chose this game to basically fling it out the window <laughs> and say, no, we're not going to do that anymore. Mm. Certainly not. We're going to absolutely ram the ball down your throat and we're going to attack. Um, and with that, obviously, you've got a, a, an entirely new start. Well, not an entirely, basically a new starting five with mm. title Rock starting with Ramsey and um, the Green. You know, you have to probably say green every in every game. Yeah. <laughs> um green and um Rotinho and Coke. So, you know, they they clearly I mean I'm not I hate to say that they'd listen to us, but I'm not sure I'm sure they haven't. Um, but there's been a there's a, there was a stylistic difference in Sheffield. That was the biggest thing. You know, they, they just pushed the ball, yeah. went got up and down, and they scored the ball and they and, and they were um they weren't turning down shots. They weren't just running to spots. They were they were attacking. Now, part of that is that um, both Idle Rock and Green are guys who are fresh out the college system. Mm. Um, less reps, certainly, and obviously in the Sheffield system, if you think about it, because Idle Rock's been there all season, but he's been injured for about two months. Green's been there about three weeks. Um, so in many ways, it's easier to give that you know for 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 them to to make plays as opposed to run plays. Um, but it was a, certainly a little bit of surprise with kind of the the ferocity and speed and um and and the early threes, early shots that they were willing to take, and they looked like a, a little bit like a team with a kind of a weight off their shoulders, you know. Yeah. Well, they they didn't look like they were going to miss, so it was almost yeah, like just put it up because everything was everything was going in. They tied their best quarter of the season with thirty points, only led by three though. Carried that on, they were five of seven from behind the arc in the first uh, fourteen minutes, eighteen of twenty nine from the uh, floor, and they led by ten at that point, um, thirty four, forty four. In a minute from halftime, they were still up uh, ten, forty seven, fifty seven. Mental, yeah. isn't it? You know, it's yeah. not because they have guys who couldn't shoot before but can shoot now. Yeah, it's because they they are released from the pressure of having to do certain things or having to run run it this way or run that way, and they're they're allowed their talent is allowed to kind of take over because of the the shots that they're taking. If somebody goes under a screen, you shoot the ball. You don't rotate it. You know, the so they were taking the first advantage that they had on offense. And I think that took Leicester by surprise. Mm. And the fact that they knocked down shots, you know, was fine, except that they got to kind of the four-minute mark in the first half. And I think it just slowed down a little bit. Mm. Um, and the problem, as we know, because by this point, they were in a scoring race with Leicester. And obviously, the problem with scoring races is they favour the home team. Yeah. And um, the, uh, they, they were not helped by a four-point play on the buzzer by Holmes, which, A, was an incredible catch, and B, was a pretty dumb foul. Uh, and suddenly it was... the fouls, I'll be honest. I thought it was a bit harsh. Uh, oh, really? It looked I, a foul it, from my angle. I looked, there was lots of bodies flying around, yeah. but when I actually saw it, he kind of went, he was kind of straight up and down, um, or rock as he was the he, as he was there. He didn't kind of go into a landing space, but I can see why it was called a foul. It looked like a foul. Um, I thought he was a little bit unfortunate when you watched it right on the short, please. It's still an unbelievable shot by Holmes. Yeah, uh, which he banked in and made the thing. So it's a four-point game. Incredible pass as well. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. Because when he threw it, I thought, "That's what is he doing? What is? The... Oh, great pass! Oh, great shot! It was yeah, one of those." Yeah. Um. So it was fifty-three, fifty-seven at halftime, which is Sheffield's most points at halftime as well. Um. They then scored. Leicester then scored the first six points of the third quarter. So they had a twelve-zero run 
from being down 10, 47, 57 with a minute to go to halftime to up 59, 57. Adowu with um, with six of those points. Um, and then in the third quarter, to, it was actually the end of the third quarter. Allen hitting threes, getting to the line. Leicester went from 71-71 to 82-71 with an 11-0 finish. Yeah, I think, well, again, a bit of Nostradamus here, but last week I was going on what, what everybody knows, which is that Alan is a great shooter. And he, mm. you know, he can't, he could not, they couldn't guard him in this game because um, you couldn't, you couldn't guard him with a guy his size. He, you know, the guy, he, he either steps back, uses what he steps back and, and he's a great shooter. Or if the person in front of him isn't particularly quick, then he has that ability to take the two dribbles and use his body to get to the rim. Doesn't finish automatically at the rim, but he may get second shots at the rim because his body's so big and get tippings and that type of stuff. And um, I thought Leicester were actually more slightly more dangerous offensively without Thomas um, because it gave them that opportunity to play Lal a little bit more, which almost makes Allen a four. You know, they this what they swap around without you know with Allen. But if you play Allen's almost unguardable as a four. Uh, because you know he can the, the spacing is actually easier. The spacing is more natural because he might set the odd set the odd screen as well, and the catch and shoot opportunities are more. And I thought in this game it, it, he was perfect in this game. I think he had thirty two points on twenty shots. Mm. He shot shots which were in the rhythm of the team, you know, which were getting you know when the team needed buckets, and. Um, the danger with getting into a scoring race with a team with Teddy Allen on is that it's not the easiest thing to win. Mm. And Sheffield, unfortunately, whilst they were true to the way they wanted to play, you know, I think Rod Glasgow come in and made some threes and all of that. Um, they just ran out of steam in relation to the ability to put up 110. They weren't going to put up 110 yeah, the end, yeah. in the mid-90s. Yeah. Well, they they did have a ten zero run in the in the uh, fourth quarter to cut it to eighty seven eighty six, and they then took the lead with five and a half minutes to go eighty eight ninety. At this point, you know, Bennett Cook was killing. Um, either I think it was Mo Walker or yeah, yeah, yeah. killing him inside. Absolutely, you know, really up and down and making shots and finishing at the rim, and then they had that TV timeout or the timeout, mm. and he sat down. He didn't yeah. come up. We obviously, would, you know, he played thirty. I think he played thirty-two minutes. And the it? funny thing was, Leicester were going to take Walker out at that point, but he missed the free throw, and then it went up and down for about two minutes. So he was really blowing at the end of that. Yeah, uh, I would have been. I, I was skeptical about taking taking Coker. I'd have let him run till he dropped because he was. He was. You know, he was at that point where he was literally dominating. Mm. And by the time he got back in the game, it was an eight-point game. Mm. And the game's done. You so know. It, was, it was a McKenzie three that put them back in front, 93-90. And then from three minutes ago, they had nine unanswered points, which basically sealed it. Yeah, and, and you know, and look at who, who was on the court for Sheffield at that point. You know, Nixon was on the court a little bit, and he only, he only played six minutes. Mm. Kipper Nichols was on the court. He only played 11 minutes. Mm. You know, so they kind of went to guys who hadn't been in the flow of the game. And again, they're in a scoring race, so you, you can't. You're not going to be getting back on. You're not going to be winning with your defense at that point because every single Leicester player and most of the Sheffield players feel too good about themselves because mm. they've seen the ball going through the hoop all night. Mm. And I, I just thought, you know, the only way that Sheffield could win was to go score for score with them, and and that meant, you know, Burn and Pua Bennett out. And I think by the time he got his rest, but by the time he got his rest, the gamble failed because he was, um, the, the game was done. Mm. 
Uh, Alan, 10 of 20, 35 points. You short 35 points in 20 35 shots. points. 12 rebounds, 5 assists. Holmes, 19. Adowu, 15 points, 11 rebounds. Mackenzie, 15. And Sheffield, I managed not to write down their scorers for some reason, so I've just opened the stats up. They had 19 uh, from Green, 19 points and 11 rebounds. 15 for uh, Eitel Rock, 3 of 6 from behind the arc and 6 assists as well. And 14 from Cook, 14 and 12 points and 3 blocks as well. He was a plus 4 as well, Bennett Cook, which was the best yeah. plus minus on the team. Yeah, um, yeah, you can see that obviously it's very difficult to, to change horses in midstream or to change styles in midseason. Um, and you can see they're a work in progress. I mean, Eitel Rock played 37 minutes in this mm. game. Uh, if you'd asked me before the game, how many minutes would Eitel Rock play? Even if he was starting, you know, you'd be looking maybe mid 20s at most, mm. given the depth that they've got. They've got Ramsey, they've got Glasgow, they've got Nixon. You know, it's four guards, you've got five minutes of four guards. and None of them are really three men, so he's, you could maybe play Nixon a bit at the three if you wanted to, but he didn't because he's got obviously Rutino plays minutes. So I Rock did 37 minutes and Nixon played six minutes. And Glasgow, I think, made every shot he had. He only played 17 minutes. Um Bennett Cope played 32 minutes, Del Pesh played three minutes. So there's a still a disconnect in relation to everybody's rules on that team because three weeks ago Nixon was starting. Mm. You know, now suddenly he's an American, he's sitting on the bench, you think I'm only playing six minutes. What, you know, what's going on here? Um, and that's the problem with having to try to change things and figure things out in February. And that's why the teams that are going to do are going to be doing probably better and have done better over the past two or three weeks have had a relative cons relative consistency of role, mm. you know, kind of style of play. And that includes Leicester, who've kind of got it ticking over. It includes Cheshire obviously includes um, Newcastle, includes Surrey. Mm. Um, they, they've been going in a certain way, whereas some of the teams still finding finding out about themselves. Um, Leicester, yeah, offensively, you know, again, very very good defensively. Not great on ball. Initial point of impact defense. You know, you're giving it 47, 57 in the first half. Mm. It got better. I'm sure it always would. Um, but you're not happy giving up 57 in the first half to anybody. It doesn't matter if they're taking the first shot because if the ball's not moving much, it means that basically you've got to bone up and play D. You first, mm. you, the guy who's guarding the ball, the guy who's guarding the ball, the ball. Screen, mm. yeah, you know, has to guard the ball. You have to assume mm. the shot's going up. You can't yeah. end up sweat, sweat off the ball, sweat and just think, oh, it's all right, he's passing it over there. I'll run through the key, I'll get a rest. It doesn't work like that. Mm. And that's kind of the way Cheshire have played all season. Mm. You know, they, they you know, you go, you got to defend whoever's got the ball at the point that they've got the ball. So, um, yeah, yeah, kind of. Thomas is a miss, obviously. But as I say, offensively, it doesn't hurt them as much as it probably does defensively with the rotation. Uh, that was Sheffield's ninth consecutive away loss, which I'm told is their worst ever run. Uh, they're, 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 I'll, I'll remind me at the league table to give you their home and away record because it's quite stark. Uh, Plymouth City Patriots, 80. Newcastle Eagles, 92. Faulkner was out. We learned today that he's done for the season after that knee injury that we were worried about last mm. week where he didn't get off the ground. Well, I will say about that from Plymouth, not from Faulkner's perspective, because obviously it's a, you know anybody who's injured for a season is pretty awful. Um, but from Plymouth's perspective, it's better it happens at the end of February than the beginning of March. Yeah. And they, yeah. they can still bring a replacement in if they want, or if whoever's funding them allows them to. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So and, and PJ has done pretty well with his replacements this year. So yeah. it'll be a little bit of a uptick for them there, depending on what the finance situation is. Yeah. Uh, Wiley scoring well. Hart hit a triple. Plymouth out to a a, a sixteen. Eight lead early on. Newcastle got ahead in the second quarter. This is just back and forth, really. Neither neither team getting on top. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it was Newcastle's fourth game in seven days, so I do cut them a little bit of slack, you know, to finish your four games in seven days at Plymouth. I think Leicester did the same tonight. Leicester had four games in nine days. They finished at Plymouth. Mm. Um, you know, it's kind of you know you make it to John O'Groats, you know, <laughs> you've, done, <laughs> you've done it, you've done the work. <laughs> you've had to, and um. So I'll give him it in that. But they'd rested the foe on Tuesday night, so he was ready to play in that game. And um the 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 starting point I thought was um from Plymouth's perspective, they run nice offense. You know, they all when with with their line, it with Joe Hart in there in particular, kind of being the the, the um continuity guy, moving the ball, getting the everybody else kind of and Dusha, they're very good at getting the ball where they'd like it to go. Their issue is athletically, are they gonna be able to score enough? Are they gonna be able to finish enough at the rim? Um, but they do they do get the ball where it needs to go. Um, the third game in a row on the road that Newcastle have started by not defending anybody. Yeah, to be yeah. honest, it's slightly concerning to me because you know the first you know I do think they're 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 very much in the mode of let's see what you've got, guys. Mm. You know, as opposed to we know what you've got, we're going to shut it down, which yeah. is what you're doing. The first five minutes of the game that should be when you're the most ready to defend. Yeah, because your scout will be based around who's starting for the opposition and what they're running. You can't ask players to to kind of maybe more than four or five players, but the first four or five players, they should know what's coming or know what type of players are going to be run, who's going to be looking to get the basketball. And basically, on a on a regular basis, um, the Eagles aren't ready for that on the road. So that's three games in a row um, against Manchester, and they were good enough to survive it. Against Cheshire, they weren't, and against Plymouth, they just about were. Mm. Um, but then. Yeah, the game kind of settled down into um yeah you score I score and the difficulty with that for Plymouth was they weren't quite scoring enough rates so it didn't become a scoring race it was it was just there was just enough stops happening if you know what I mean yeah yeah I you were wondering whether Plymouth could maintain it to the end uh, Green never got going and obviously Newcastle had the McGill factor yeah, yeah. which won the game for them. Well, let's get to that, really. Uh, four minutes to play. It's 74-74. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa. whoa, whoa. What about oh, am I skipping past? Am I skipping past the Defoe foul, am I? Yeah. Why is this what it is? Yeah. There was, yeah. There was a couple of, um, slightly um, yeah. unusual calls in this game. It was, it was different because yeah. it's unusual. Was yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, whoever drives and penetrates and um, Darius is in the circle. Yeah. And, he kind of goes up and he creates contact after the pass. And so yeah. it's a charge. So it's either incidental contact or a defensive foul. Yeah. Um, but um, even the commentators were confused by the fact that um, the refs decided that the contact was the so... Well, it, yeah. it, was, it was after the Levi had actually caught the ball and rose up to shoot it, yeah. having received the pass. Yeah. Um, and as I say, there's a few calls this week have been a bit like that. And we'll get yeah. to the Surrey game in a minute. But it was my... Um, you know, TCBH, too clever by half. Yeah, yeah, it no, was. Maybe. Yeah, it was. I mean, I thought it was a foul by Defoe, but but there's no way you give the basket. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could easily have called. You could easily, you could easily no called it and give him yeah. the basket. Giving him the basket. Yeah, yeah no, I mean that's you know. Big, I don't. I don't think PJ would have been going mad if you if you not blown the whistle and got two exactly because you get the two points. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so that means you get the ball end lane, obviously, because yeah, the yeah. foul is meant. The foul is 
in the act of shooting or after the shot, which it clearly wasn't. And it's just like, you know, something is a bit too strange to be true. It's generally yeah. not true. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, but you and said then, not me, so I'm yeah. not. I'm, yeah. yeah, it's true. And then do you want to do the shot clock thing that you were? Oh, yeah, it was a great one. Well. The, the game was continuing with the shot clock on zero for about yeah. three seconds. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, at the end of the third quarter. And um, I don't know whether it hit the rim or not. I don't think it did. But <laughs> no, I, my my sense of it was uh, when it got because um, when it got because did it get reset to fourteen and then it was at the end of the fourteen. I think wasn't there a shot and it got reset to fourteen and and I don't think it got reset properly and then it was did the ball hit the ring or not? No, it was it was hard to tell, but it didn't look like it had hit the ring. No, but, but my issue wasn't that. Zero, right? so it was like... Yeah, my issue was to say the shot clock was on zero for about yeah. three seconds and no one yeah. did anything, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, well, something's got to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was all a bit, all a bit bizarre. But um, yeah, that, so yeah, apart from that though, I mean, it wasn't, there wasn't, you know, the game went up and down and then yeah. in the last six minutes, Newcastle actually came back with their, what I think is probably their best, certainly their best defensive lineup. With them, um, the three guards, Ward Hibbert at the four, and Darius at the five, and Plymouth, I think, scored five points in the last six minutes. Yeah, well, some it, of those were bad decisions and, and early threes, but others were, you know, the Eagles didn't give up any second shots. You know, Ward Hibbert was very good on the glass. Defoe was was marshalling them, and um, and McGill took over at the other end. Yeah, it was eighteen six in the last six minutes of the game. Four minutes to play. It was seventy four seventy four. McGill had eleven points. Uh, down the stretch to to seal it, and obviously he used to play on that floor. Yeah, so, it's all about it's all about lineups, you know. You, you, lineups make so much difference, you know. Green, Taj Green, and um, and Delpech to a certain degree, they were they were struggling to defend all the movement from the smaller Plymouth guys. Mm. But they were getting layups, they were getting rebounds. There was, there was one where Levi threw a great pass over his head on an offensive rebound. But if you freeze the freeze the the, the, the um the video, then Green and Delpech just stood there, just mm. kind of hating until. Uh, we picks the ball up and lays it in, you know. So you needed that. They needed that. Needed that kind of nose from Ward Hibbert. He was plus seventeen in this game in seventeen minutes, you know, and and that type of little those little things which which really do make a difference. And Darius was very good as well. But to be fair, fourteen points here, seven of twelve, um, made some shots. Wiley fifteen point seven rebounds. Atwood fifteen points twelve rebounds. Copeland fifteen points as well. Nineteen offensive rebounds, but only eight second chance points for Plymouth. There's uh, a lot to make about Copeland, mind. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. seven. He can shoot the ball. He seems to play with a bit of poise, um, bit off the dribble, just just good length. You know, he's 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 coming to coming to the team and coming to the league into a difficult situation. Mm. Um, certainly not looking out of place. I think he played 31 minutes in this game, which kind of says it all, really. Uh, McGill, 27, 14 of 16 from the free throw line. Uh, Austin was 8 of 12 for 18 points. Defoe, 14. 4 of 23 from behind the arc, uh, yeah. Newcastle, but they were 22 of 27 from the line. So and That's your fourth game in seven days. Yeah, on the yeah. room, if you shoot 4 of 23, that's why you kind of look like a better, let's put it this way, it looked a better result tonight than it did on Friday. Yeah, 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 no, definitely. Uh, Saturday, Surrey Scorchers 89, Manchester Giants 85. Uh, Anderson and Jones were both dressed, but neither of them uh played. Not a lot in this early on. Sorry, hit a few. Hey, who wasn't there? Harris, yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Wasn't there, he wasn't on the bench, yeah. Um, and nothing was said about that, so I don't know what's going on there. He hasn't been playing much recently. Um, 
so that was that's a, kind of the first intriguing thing and then um yeah and then the game kind of started and three were pretty flat again actually at the beginning yeah they made a few, the one guy who wasn't flat was Jameson. They they hit a few threes. Jameson crashing the offensive uh, boards got them some second chance points. At the other end, Stampley was playing really well. Lewis was taking a lot of shots. Yeah, well, Stampley is you know Stampley is a guy you, you have to admire because he, you know no matter what kind of the, the 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 team around him, not no matter what the ecosystem is kind of dredged up, you know, he's been consistent in the way that he plays. Mm. You know he has you know he is a uh, uh, he's a solid athlete. Mm. Um, he sits, he shoots, he shoots the shots you would expect him to shoot. Doesn't always make them, but he shoots. He makes enough of them, mm. and he tries to play defense. Yeah, he you know? plays. He plays hard whether he's playing five minutes or twenty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah, and and so there's, there's again, there's a lot to like little things. You know, you get to this point in the season where you start seeing, you know, you know who's there, who's here for the ride, or who is here, you know, who has that kind of grinding mentality, who has a chance of. Of making it, of getting on past this year, because everybody is February. February, everyone's looking for jobs next year now. Mm. Not necessarily in this league, in any league. All these games are on YouTube; they're available all around Europe. You know, um, you need you need to be. Uh, there's always somebody watching, as Drew Lasker would say. So, um, so yeah, he he got a good start. He made, made a few shots, and he's playing the three spot as well. Obviously, lots of minutes there with Jamel not being there. Mm. That kind of helps him. But yeah, the there um, I didn't think sorry defended. The, the 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 three point line very well again they everybody they fall for the Boussier kind of little inoffensive get looking guy kind of you can't do anything up on bang 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 there's three threes on you yeah yeah you know without putting a hand up and um you know the tempo was really good for Manchester for most of the first half yeah uh forty five forty six at halftime uh start of the second half Lee dunk two Roberts in dunks Giants out to forty five 52 and they were sort of the second half sorry were atrocious yeah first five minutes of the second half manchester should have been up 15 mm. um sorry's they turned the ball over i mean you know lloyd's mouth doesn't move much but there was a you know there was a there was a disapproving frown i think you could put yeah, it yeah, um yeah. they um they missed layups they missed chippies um, Manchester got out in transition and made a couple, but they didn't knock didn't knock, knock him out. No, they they should have took more advantage. Yeah, of it was a keystone cops. I mean, it was yeah. it was a monster from space. Yeah, it was, yeah. They were just just weren't where they needed to be, and um, and that's tough because Manchester, you know, sorry, I'm going to keep missing those shots. Mm. And, they uh, made it. They made enough threes to get it back level. Bailey Steele, Lawrence from behind the arc. It was fifty four fifty. Four and then, uh, then they sort of righted the ship a little bit. Lawrence hit a three. Cooper then comes in and hit, hit some threes after he got going. There was the the free throws, which I thought were a little questionable. But once he's oh, seen the free the ball, shots, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's rubbish, yeah. wasn't it? Um, yeah. is that the one in the left hand in the bottom corner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you know, again, that was again TCBF too clever by TCBH too clever by half. You know, he got bumped. Um, he got bumped and took a step to the left, did the time warp, <laughs> you know. And um, but, and he got, but what that did was that got him going because he said, the, Well, yeah, people saying, yeah. Oh, he, he was bringing the ball up, yeah. well, he, he was bringing the ball over there, you know. I mean, mm. you know, again, you know, if you're not sure, you don't make the call, you know, mm. if you're not sure it's a three point shot. We had one at the end of the Eagles game on the Tuesday night in Europe where McGill made one of those kind of, I know I'm going to get fouled, yeah. And so I'm going to pick the ball up and then throw it from 30 feet and it went in. And I thought, I thought, hang on, the ball's been picked up. 
you know, he's in, he's in his steps, so why is that not three shots? But they wouldn't review it. Apparently, they couldn't review that call, and the and the, and the Polish ref gave it as two gave it as just two shots. Mm. But um, you know, ultimately, if you you know if you're not sure, you don't give that you don't give that foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, he benefited from that, and um, there was a couple of interesting little out of bounds plays where the refs got a bit confused. I gather, um, but um, overall, Manchester just. Needed that little bit more, mm. and um, they didn't have it. No, sorry, we're 78 69 ahead early in the fourth quarter, and they were still eight ahead with four um minutes to go. Uh, let's just go through the end because it did get a bit uh, a bit scratchy for the home team in the end. 130 to go. I thought it was a pretty poor offense by Manchester, but somehow they ended up with Lewis banking in a a three from miles out late in the shot clock to make it 84-79. That was a shot which if he misses the game, is over. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's a bad shot and yeah, it's a poor offense. But Well, he has to shoot it because of where the shot clock was. If but you're the sorry, fact that they got to there. Is, yeah. If you're sorry, you're not, you don't want Nick Lewis shooting the ball that no, way. No, no. I don't care. Nick Lewis is a, is a bad shot maker. You know, he makes bad, he makes hard shots. Mm. He makes the, why are you shooting that? Oh, because nice shot shots. Mm. And you know you'd be—he's the one guy that you wouldn't want touching the ball at yeah. that point. So they gave him the space to get it off. It went in. Mm. Didn't learn. Yeah. Uh, Wang missed a three, but Jameson got the offensive rebound, and then Lawrence ended up missing at the end of the uh, 14 seconds. So Manchester got the ball back with less than 50 seconds to go. Uh, Lewis under pressure at the rim. Stampley tips it in. 36.3 seconds to go. It's 84-81. Uh, uh, and then they got the ball into Mohammed. I was wondering whether there might have been a little push off there, and then then Lewis knocks no, the ball away. Offensive foul. Yeah, yeah. I'm not being here. You were wondering whether there was a little push off. Yeah. My eyes popped out of my head. I mean, he yeah. hit, wiped him out with his off arm. And uh, again, you know, and then then they called the um the defensive foul, and it's tough for refs because at that point refs are kind of conditioned to call defensive fouls because they know it's coming. Yeah. You know that the team is looking to foul, but when there's a trap, you have to ref what's in front of you. Mm. And you know that at any other point in the game, that's a, it's the clearest offensive foul you could ever imagine. Um, and I wouldn't have been very happy if I was Manchester. Mm. Uh, so Mohammed goes to the line, makes two, 86 81. Uh, timeout advanced the ball, they took a lot of time uh, yeah, to get a score yeah. here, but Stanley did score 20 seconds to go, 20.7. It's 86. 82. Uh, timeout advanced the ball, and I immediately thought of you, Dave, as yeah. Quinn Cooper came running up, caught yeah. the ball absolutely wide open, nobody within 10 feet of him, and then they eventually got to him and fouled him. Yeah, it's, it's a strategy, you know, you really, it's very hard because, you know, you're trying to stop people moving, and it's a game which allows freedom of movement, effectively. You're trying to stop someone. You're trying to. It's almost like you're in a playground at school, and you're trying to kind of shadow dance with people, you know. And that is very difficult. Um, but there's five of you on court, and there's only four of them. Mm. You know, so there's there's opportunities there, and I just think you know it, it's an under underused um, underused practice, underused skill. There's certainly uh, opportunity to funnel it away from what is normally thought, a very good free throw shooter. You thought so, wouldn't you? I mean, you know, generally what happens is the bigs are setting. What happens is the bigs are setting screens for the guards. The guards are basically coming towards the ball because you don't want to throw the ball over the top at that point if you can help it. Too many things can go wrong. So the guards are either coming towards the ball to the top or coming towards the ball to the corner. Um, 
And if you can, if you can take that away, then then the bigs have to turn and face the, the bigs have to be the the release men. So they have mm. to be the people who come and face the basketball to get it. So the aim is you make them throw it to one of them, and then you, then you jump on them, you know, because you've got less chance. But they didn't. Uh, Cooper only went one for two though, so it was eighty-seven yeah. at eighty-three. Timeout, advanced the ball. Good play by Borsia. Passed it in, went straight to the rim, got it back, laid it in. Fourteen yeah. seconds to go, eighty-seven, eighty-five. Uh, then Lawrence is fouled. He makes two free throws, and that was basically it. After that, you know. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're a, they're a game bunch, Manchester. They're all competitive. They just you just don't have much faith that they're going to know where they're going to score in the crunch. Mm. Um, in, in in relation to Surrey, they had to win that game. You know that that was, that was kind of a we're kind of holding the bend as opposed to going back around the corner we've just turned. <laughs> you know they're holding the bend if you don't, yeah. if you don't um, so they had to win it but it, it wasn't um you know overly convincing justin got frustrated in the second in the third quarter he didn't come back in the game um you know the new guy um on the new me help me out Robert um, Quillo again you know struggled a little bit with the, with the speed of everything and this is where you know people are always. There's always the comments. Oh, we you know, we need to develop. Bailey, Bailey, even both games played very well. I didn't mention on Thursday night. He came in, got some minutes in this game as well. as knocking down the shot with confidence, finishing at the rim of, of the drive with confidence, and he's developed in the minutes that he's had clearly. But you know, this is a decision that coaches and GMs have to make at this time of the year. And we always hear about how, you know, we should be developing young British players in the British basketball league. And I've always kind of rode back about that and said, no, if you know, it's not it's not a league to be developing young British players. We want the best ones. But if they can't, you know, if they're not going to help their team win, then it doesn't do anybody any good. Mm -hmm. And all it does is it knocks out a, a professional who's been a professional for however long from having a job. Mm -hmm. And what they have had to decide was whether they wanted, whether they were, when Hunt went down, whether um, they were going to sign another import player, whether they were going to play Okasimi more. Mm. You know, and they've decided that they're going to sign another import player, and so Okasimi doesn't play as much. Mm. Um, and I would have done exactly the same thing, because he's he's shown nice things in, in in isolation. He's going to be, he looks like he could be a player, but he's not necessarily going to be a guy you can put on the court for twenty minutes a game, which you would expect to get out of an import. So, Surrey's probably the most progressive organization in the league in relation to finding guys in London and sticking them in, on the bench and playing. Mm. And that's partly because of obviously Lloyd's background in the barking, partly because of, you know, Dan's commitment to GB and all that stuff. Yeah. But even them, you know, they had the choice. We're going to bring in a big guy from the Macedonian league or we can play our 19 year old kid a bit more. Well, no, they're trying to make the playoffs. You know, yeah, they're yeah. being competitive. You know, and this is, this is what, this is what this is about. This is why it's professional sport. Um, whereby you know every minute is every minute is to be earned. Um, this is why it's not a disco, to be mm. blunt. Mm. Uh, and they've they've got a long way to making the playoffs after after winning this game. Uh, well, well, uh, Lawrence fifteen points, eleven assists, although three of ten shooting. Jameson thirteen points, thirteen rebounds. Cooper three of six uh, from behind the arc for thirteen points. Um, Fourteen of thirty eight from three. Twenty one of twenty nine from uh, free throw uh, range 20, 14 second chance points from 14 offensive rebounds. See, I've said this before, but if you're giving up 38 three point shots to Surrey, you don't deserve to win. Mm. You have to take, there has to be 
you have to tailor your defense to what you're facing. You defend differently against Sheffield to the way you do against Surrey. Sheffield shoot 18 threes a game. Surrey shooting 36 threes a game. You have to take them away from what they want to do. Mm. And there is so little of that going on. Maybe because of familiarity of the teams. Maybe because of the, the nature of the schedule by the playing, you know, so often that teams are being what they are. Mm. And they're almost def- they're almost doing stuff in um they're hoping that what they are is better than what the other teams are. Absolutely, yeah. That, that, and I don't see the, the, the kind of specific... I mean, it's hard because, you know, to do that type it is of... February. ...teams to move, you need veteran teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And veteran teams, you know, the best defensive teams are generally the ones that win, and the veteran teams are the ones that are able to adjust and are comfortable enough in their own game to do that, you know, to just the specific requirements. Um, but it is a skill, mm. you know. It's a skill to be able to do that, and uh, there's. I haven't really seen it. I don't think in anybody. It's maybe Caledonia are probably the, the closest to a team that, that has no viable kind of defensive strategies, and you actually see them trying to take stuff away. Um, but other than that, and it's different now because the game to when I was around because the game is now so pick and roll spread offense. You know, there's very few, there's far fewer set players than there is there used to be. Um, so it's far fewer things you can kind of take away by knowing what's coming. Mm. Um, but it amazes me how long, how often you know Andrew Lawrence gets to come off a screen to his right hand. Um, or Justin Robinson gets to shoot a three without being run off the line. Um, that's just that's just sorry. Mm. And it just seems to me that there's just there's a, a limited um, commitment to, to making teams do what otherwise they wouldn't want to do. Um, beyond that, um, uh, legal hat on. Mm-hmm. Discipline, Manchester. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So, so for some reason, everybody who was, everybody who was on the court gets five penalty points. Mm. Explain that to me. Well, well, not every, but not everybody got five yeah. penalty points. Every player they? got five penalty points. Oh, I missed that bit. I saw. I know Anderson did, and obviously well, Lawton got, got two games. And no, uh, not two so... games. The coach got one game, which yeah. I think is pretty harsh. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he can be blamed for um, either for Lawton deciding to push somebody. Um, but it said on the on the summary, every other player got five penalty points. Presumably, they're not supposed to go over to. Uh... So the, to, it, to it didn't explain on. why. Yeah. I had a couple of texts from a couple of outraged ex-players who said I'd be absolutely peed off if I got five penalty points for doing nothing. Mm. Um, and so I, I thought the um, I, I thought the the for for I thought the reasons given were insubstantial, insubstantial, and inadequate. I thought if you're pushing a if you're pushing a spectator, I think two games is is very very limited it's quite clear that it's because the spectator got banned that there must have been substantial provocation mm. i think they should have made that clear in the press release that the reason this was two games was because of the substantial provocation which has resulted in the spectator being banned for life mm. and it wasn't made clear um i also think they should have explained what simonian's culpability was um if it's failing to control your players fine but um you know, it's the end of the game. You know, it's not in the middle of the game. It's the end of the game, and you know, I'm, I think that's a little bit, a little bit tough. Um, 
you know, Anderson is a non-player, but he's over there, you know, basically having an argument with somebody. Mm. What's his culpa? Why why is he getting five penalty only five penalty points if he's been kind of brought over to it? I just think the whole thing has been badly handled. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm I'm coming at this from a kind of a a, a, a disciplinary background. I think more information would be required. Uh, I think um, it's important that you provide that more information so people understand why, so people understand what the parameters are for future incidents. Mm. You know, this is, you know, because at the moment it's clear, to me it's clear as mud. Um, exactly, you know, as I say, you, you know, if you, you push somebody in the crowd and, you know, that little boy, you got his head hit, he'd fallen over and banged his head. Mm. Come in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you, there are things you can and can't do as a professional player. And, um, you know, I just think it would have benefited from a lot more explanation than we got. And I still don't know about Lucas Police or leaving the bench. Yeah, 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 yeah. Presumably nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. Going but, to happen. um, but if it's a, a disqualification, I always went to discipline when I was around. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'd say I'll leave it alone because the Glasgow guys will think I've got it in for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I generally haven't. I just think the whole thing is. Um, you know, you know, it, it is. I think transparency solves a lot of problems. Mm. I think it solves a lot of issues. I think we have a massive um, hole where transparency is at the moment. Mm. Uh, did I give the Manchester scores? I don't think I did. Did mm. I? Did I? Lewis twenty five points nine of twenty two. Stampley twenty one point seven rebounds. Lee fourteen points fourteen rebounds. Seventeen second chance points from eighteen offensive rebounds by comparison uh so let's go to bristol flyers 93 london lions 101 no noir for uh london bristol have obviously signed max cooper but he he didn't actually play morgan firing early on 17 points five threes in the first six minutes london led 22 12 yeah, max cooper's a hell of a name for basketball <laughs> yeah, yeah. between max miller and tommy cooper you know um Oh yeah, I mean this was this was Matt Morgan, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, Bristol don't look right, even though they played, even though they made a ton of shots in this game and they kept it close and they battled to the end, which is fine. Um, you know, to to take six minutes to guard Matt Morgan, mm. you know, it, it, it isn't great, and the shots he was making, I think you could properly describe them as rhythm shots. Yeah, yeah. Rhythm shots for him are layups. Mm -hmm. You know? And once he's made, okay, you're gonna get you're gonna make a couple, but at that point, you know, at one point I think uh, one of the defenders ran towards Kareem Queerly and he, he moved the ball on to, to Matt Morgan. Mm -hmm. You think and again, scouting report. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, this this stuff matters. Um who who you who are you gonna want to get open because you know, London have had a week off effectively. Mm. London haven't had a week off since you know since August. August, yeah. You know, so they're gonna be ready to play. Um, because these guys are competitive guys, they're very talented and, and they're not having to worry about their bodies as much because they've had time to get their bodies right. It'll be like a little holiday, you know. Mm. And um I just thought they weren't um Bristol were um weren't ready um to defend them. But then um, London got London's issue and their their issue is hubris. Um, and they got hubristic in the way that they played. They were showing a similar a similar disinclination to defend Tevin Ollison mm. um, at any point on kind of within 30 feet of the basket. 
you know, and, and um, by half time, they've got 25 each. Yeah, so Ollis and Bradley kept Bristol in touch. They did threaten to get away when Grantham made a couple of threes, 34-46, uh, but Ollison had 10 in a 12-0 run, and they were 51-48, uh, 51-48 ahead. And, and yeah, but I'll a... live with that. I live with Grantham making threes. Yeah. If I'm London, I'm not going to have Bristol's best shooter having 25 at the half. Yeah, yeah. Bristol, I'm not going to have London's best shooter having 25 at the half. Someone else is going to have to beat me. And this is kind of the, the kind of what I'm saying about the games just kind of drifting into each other, you know, and, and the, the teams just basically going up and down and playing each other on talent, mm. which as as coach frustrates, as next coach frustrates, you come, you're seeing, you know, it makes you an embittered old soul, but it, you're seeing kind of flaws all all over as to, you know, how 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 are they getting these looks? And these guys are skilled offensive players, so I'm not saying it's easy to shut them down. It's not. Um, but there well, are. You could make a better effort. You could make a better effort. Yeah. I mean, as you would agree. I mean, yeah. look, it wouldn't. Yeah. Ha- this wouldn't happen in, in just. Ha- this doesn't happen in Euroleague, you know, or in the. You know, it, it doesn't happen that a guy will just go for 20, uh, 25 in, in in twenty minutes and still get still get kind of the same level of looks or fourteen minutes like that was. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, it, it's going to be at some point. It's going to be hard to score. Yeah. Um, and um, it wasn't, but. Yeah, so London were in kind of that, you know, early on they were all up on the bench. They were doing that, yeah, 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 yeah. Up, doing this and and you know, and swinging around and all happy, happy, clappy and happy, lappy, and um, and then Bristol start making a few shots and suddenly they're in the game and you're in a yeah. score this at home. And uh, then it, it, again, it looked like going, it looked like going again in the third quarter because Lions had eleven in a row with Morgan scoring, uh, Matt Morgan scoring six of them, and they were fifty eight. 71 and you're thinking oh that's it now but the bristol bristol came at them again well again yeah and and um you know conor morgan's become a little bit of a turnover machine in the last couple of weeks and he's to, he, he does, he's not looking overly comfortable with coming off the bench um and to be honest grantham shooting won them this game grantham won them this game. Um, now i don't see any way that that london team should be that london team properly focused should be giving up 93 to bristol no you know, and in '93, without Trajan Jacob really making a no, shot, no. you know, um, so it wasn't that they didn't they they had they didn't have kind of decent looks, um, so you you, you know, and the reason I say the reason they lost the final was was primarily hubristic. It was because they weren't they weren't doing what they needed to do to win a game in a in a, in a competitive environment. They've got so they've got some stuff to sort out. We'll get to the final bit in a minute, I know, but they've got some stuff to sort out, London, because you know they're in kind of you know last chance saloon territory, which sounds ridiculous given that they've already won the league. Mm. I'm talking about Eurocup. Mm. You know, if they lose the Eurocup game on whatever it is, the sixth of March, then they don't have another meaningful game until the middle of April. Yeah. As a coach, that's a disaster. Mm. You can't, you know. It, it, you like to get the bodies fresh, that's fine. Give us a week off, give us two weeks off, we'll sit these guys down, that's fine. Mm. But five weeks where your guys are all, you haven't basically appealed to their better nature to win games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As opposed to the, the actual need to do it. After the, you know, they've picked up the, 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 the cup and had their own little celebration, done their little dancing. And then it's, I think, is it Leicester they play the next, next game? Yes. Yeah, so they, they well, they'll be, yeah, I suppose, they'll be keen, they'll probably be delighted by that. Um, that they didn't win it tonight. Um, uh, well, Leicester could uh, could prevent 
that from being an issue by beating Cheshire before they played. Ah, right. Okay. Well, that might be a, that might be a very smart move. Um, but um, you know, they, so they, they it's it's kind of crook's point for them. Mm. You know, you the built up the whole year for Eurocup primarily, and ultimately for the playoffs because these mm. are American pros, particularly at the level that they're playing. Now they're playing for the playoffs. You know, yeah. the league doesn't mean that too much to them. Um, it didn't mean it won't doesn't mean as much to them as it would have meant to us. Um, because it's expected, you know, and they're knowing they're going to win it for the past twelve many months. Mm. Um, but they can't be as sloppy as they were in this game mm. against um Juventus. Who who is it playing Juventus? No, no, uh, uh, they're playing uh, Turk Telecom. Uh, Turk Telecom, or or beyond that, because mm. they they have to be playing competitive basketball going into April. Mm. I just think they do for their own good. Um. So yeah, so and Bristol, I, you know, I thought they gave it their absolute best shot. Uh, let let's let's go through the end of it. Grantham yeah. another two threes and Philip as well. It was eighty two ninety four with five minutes to go. Bradley then had five points in an eleven zero response. It's ninety three ninety four with under uh, three minutes to go. Um, two minutes ago, uh, Gabriel Shinny with two offensive rebounds and eventually got a score for London to make it ninety three ninety six. Bradley misses, Gabe gets fouled, he makes two free throws, and actually London ended up with the last seven points of the game. But even in that, there was chances for Bristol. There was the one where Johnson was out in front and, and yeah. sort of slipped as he was Good chasing brother, yeah. the ball. Um, there was another uh, turnover, was there, or something? There was something yeah. else in there as well where it's easy to write down, oh, there, the last seven points, and that was that. But actually, there were still gaps in there. Yeah, I think they gave up 17 threes. That was the game. I mean, Zunia spotted the fact that they were going under the screens, mm. you know, even with on Philip with like four minutes to go. Mm. And that type of stuff, you know, against London, you know, you're giving up all those threes. Um, I don't see what shot you've got of winning. Um, the only thing that kind of assuaged me was the, the, the two missed foul shots from Jacob with three seconds to go, which saved my 95-point rule from a defeat. <laughs> Because uh, they were at 93, you know. Yeah, yeah. The rule is for anybody who doesn't bother listening every single minute of all of this stuff, that, you know, you very, very, very rarely win if you give up 95 points on the road. Mm. And the you know, stat this year is uh, teams that score 94, five points at home are 34 yeah. and four. 34 and four. Yeah. So, you know, I was quite, quite, quite and then a couple of those games are overtime games, I think, which mm. kind of should be disqualified, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, so yeah. So Jacob missing those two foul shots was really good. Nice yeah. little irrelevant, um, only me kind of yeah. side. Uh, I'm sure there was somebody who had a, had uh, eight or nine on the spread or something, uh, so, yeah. whatever it is. Uh, so Allison, uh, five of nine from three point range, thirty one points, which is his best in uh, in the pros. He had forty in college, but that's his best in the British Basketball League. Twenty one for Bradley Johnson with twenty. Uh, Matt Morgan, 7 of 12 for 3 for 31 points. Grantham, 5 of 7 for 3 for 24 points. Nobody else in double figures. 17 of 32 they were from three-point range and 22 of 27 from one-point range, which is very modern basketball, isn't it? They only shot 24 twos, didn't they, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, but yeah, people have to understand that, you know, this is a, this is February, it's middle of February, you know, People are in, in contract for another two months. Everyone's looking for, you know, where's my next move? Where am I going to go? Am I going to go up, down, stay the same, whatever, you know? Within, you know, 
two hours of Devin Allison putting up 31 points. His agent, who I follow on Facebook, has got a nice big. Yeah, sure. About Devin yeah. Allison's still you know, yeah. you know, against the Eurocup team. Against the Eurocup team, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So motivation, you know, and I'm not knocking that. That's fine. Yeah, That's exactly no, no, what he's got to do. Nature of the business. Um, but it's a business. Yeah. And it's not football whereby somebody's sitting on a, a four-year, £100,000 a week contract. These guys are literally coming out and playing for their futures every single night. And the advantage of doing that against someone like London is that, you know, you're, you're really putting yourself out there in yeah. the market. So, and 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 Olison had a teammate last year who's currently playing in New York. Well, they're out of the Europe Cup now, yeah. but they're a Euro Cup. Yeah, and, and to be honest, uh, there's nothing bad to say about Olison. You know, no. from what he, from what from where he kind of was in February of last year before he kind of took off at the end of last year. But his demeanor, you know, he's got there's a little bit of there's a bit of an edge which you have to have to get to um to get to where he's at. But generally. And he plays hard, he knocks down shots, and he's pretty much within control of himself. Mm. So, you know, so absolute, you know, absolute credit to him. But I just think they're making, you know, defensively, they're, they're a bit short, Bristol. They, they've really got, they've got a lot, enough athletes to get up into people and start harassing them. But I think they've had so many changes of personnel um, that, that it's, it's begun to impact on them. You know, there's no reason why all these guys, Tijon Lucas, um, Corey Samuels, Trajan Jacob, Allison shouldn't be really getting up into people and playing, giving them ninety-four feet mm. for pressure, because that's where they that's where they've got the bodies. And um, I'm not, and, and there's just too many too many open looks that I'm seeing. Uh, let's come to Sunday. Plymouth City Patriots one oh nine. Leicester Riders ninety three. Down the day would never come. The streak. <laughs> the streak that nobody will admit really exists yeah, um, so for those who don't know uh, the last time that Leicester lost to a team whose name started with Plymouth <laughs> was uh, 2012, December 2012 was it December, some some, some time around there um, and they had won 45 consecutive games against the Raiders slash Patriots and the crazy thing is that was probably one of the best teams Leicester ever had mm, yeah yeah. Win the trouble at the end because it went all four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and you look at the the like it's bonkers that the that the Ricky McGill uh, Plymouth team didn't beat Leicester. You know, yeah. there's, there's been some good Plymouth teams down there, Absolutely. Raiders teams down there. There's been some rubbish as well, to be fair. But there was some good teams down there. And you just think at some point on a Sunday afternoon at three o'clock, yeah. you know, you get beat. But uh, but they didn't. So, 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 so the important thing that we need to note, because we are contractually obliged to mention it, is that the longest head-to-head -head streak in British Basketball League right now is Leicester against Surrey. And Rob will be very mad if I don't mention the well, fact. Yeah, except the one where there was a tie. Well, yeah, unbeaten streak. Unbeaten streak. Unbeaten streak. Yeah, there was a tie. No, I mean, I, yeah, well, Rob will be very upset if you don't mention it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. um, so even, but anyway, yeah, it is what it is. So, uh, so it's the first win for the Patriots, if you don't believe in all of that other stuff, uh, against the Riders. Um, Adobu, uh, with a knee issue, joining Thomas on the absentee uh, list for Leicester. And you always say one injury is good and two injuries are bad. Uh, yeah, so uh, Walker and Allen scoring all of Leicester's points early on. They went out to a nine point lead, 19 10. But then Green comes off the bench, hits a couple of threes. Copeland, Dangakodo as well. Plymouth went four for four from behind the arc. 
14 yeah, five run to 24 all I thought that was actually the critical part of the game because I thought you know that was the, that kind of got them into the scoring race mm. that, you know and you know they played on Friday night at home and it's rare you get two home games the same weekend mm. and particularly with a day off in between obviously the only reason they played on Friday night was because that was a rescheduled game because mm. of the easy jet flight that the Eagles couldn't take mm. um, so they had the benefit of a Friday night home game then a rest and then a Saturday, Sunday home game and that really does I think help, it does help your rhythm it has to help your rhythm we never don't think we ever really did it because we never you know we had the gym on a Friday night so on top of that Leicester coming in four games in nine days few bodies down hard floor etc um, and coming off a quite a fast paced game on Friday night so you know what Leicester really needed to do was to put this put their mark on this game early mm. You know, and, and 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 kind of eat into the fact that you know Plymouth haven't won many games. Yeah. You know, just going to be another game. And um, they and did that's that probably play. the point at which, when they're nineteen, turn up and Mo Walker's about to sit down. That's normally where Adowu would come in and he'd stretch uh, the floor and hit a three uh, well, and get an offensive rebound. Or absolutely, whatever. yeah. Or you know, he'd be starting and because yeah. um, um, because you have to start Law in this game. Um, so that, that that does hurt them, but let's be frank. I mean, offense wasn't their issue. It was no, defense. No, 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 it was. You know, yeah, yeah. and what happened was they ran into kind of Tyrell Green, you know, playing the game of the season. Mm. You know, because um, he made shots. Copeland, I think, is always going to make some make shots. Green was one of nine on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then suddenly he's knocked down his first two, and he's a dangerous guy. He's knocked down his first two. Yeah. So that got them to twenty four all. Nine just, of nineteen over the weekend. He'll he'll live with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So that um that got them in. That got their foot in the door. And then yeah, then you're into kind of okay, well, you know, we're playing with a bit of confidence now. And that's not a nice place to play when the opposition's playing with a bit of confidence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it really isn't the fact that Leicester won there so many times is, is is quite you know remarkable. I think it's almost because they've respected the threat mm. of playing down there. You know, you, you respect that. It's, it's hard, so you don't ever get... You you, you you travel, it takes so long to get down to Plymouth and the environment is what it is, but you never, they've never really been in a situation where they just showed up to expecting to win. You know, you don't. This was also only the second time they've conceded 100 points at the pavilions. Yeah. Mm. Ever. Ever. Mm. And, um, you know, I mean, the other thing about it is that, you know, there's a hell of a trip home if you've lost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a hell of a trip home. Um, so they stayed close. You know yeah. what? If memory serves, they lost that game. It's just come back to me because it was December 2012. That was, was it not two days before Christmas or something? Maybe well, they all off home, and, wasn't it? And you know what yeah. Rob's like? Rob's like, all these guys are talking about who's going where from where. You know, he's yeah. going to go back to, the, I think it was. Yeah. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The nightmare. I mean, you've got a flight booked for the following day. Unfortunately, yeah. they had booked the day before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, so they came in. So, so but once Plymouth got into it, um, and, and Leicester were were down on bodies, which impacted their minute spread. Alan played forty minutes. Law played thirty-seven and a half minutes. This game, they kind of scraped nineteen out of Walker and fifteen out of Shelton, but mm. you know, they didn't really get much out of Boom and it's kind of that extra body. So well, he had he slipped in the in the second quarter and he was sort of hobbling off. So I don't know whether that impacted. Come fact, back on. He did come back on, but not for a long time after yeah, that. Um, so bad turning around and yeah. got stopped again. Um, so yeah, so they, they were a little bit down, but you know Leicester couldn't really guard out. In fact, they couldn't guard anybody in the half court until they went to a zone with about yeah. four. 
going into the second quarter. And there's, at this point, Atwood was out of the game. I think maybe may have had a couple of fouls. I'm assuming that's why he was out of the game. And Plymouth mm-hmm. kind of ground to a halt and started shooting bad mid-range jump shots. Yeah. So Green had hit another couple of threes and made three free throws to get them to 41-31. And that was the point in which Leicester went to the zone. And uh, Lowell had five points. Allen uh, uh, hit a three. And, and as you say, Plymouth was shooting top of the key jump shots with no rebounders and Leicester were... Yeah, they changed it for them, didn't it? And and but I thought, you know, not having Atwood on the court made a difference because that was the that was one of the premier mid-range scorers mm. in the league. Um and that kind of got also, you know, Plymouth were up by ten and put into a timeout and celebrated night they won the game, you know. Mm. Which was you know, which is a red ride to a red a red rider. Um so yeah, so half time about tight and then third quarter it just kind of exploded into offense, didn't it? It was just bad. Yeah, it did. And uh uh actually one of the turning points I thought was Shelton, who I thought was a little bit lucky there was no review, because I'm not sure that would have been a I'm not sure that would have been an unsportsmanlike on review. I think it might well have been a DQ on review. Well it's a serious point though, you know, that type of stuff, you know, the ref's got a certain angle of that. It's not a great angle. We've got the best angle. We see it immediately. It's on a screen. You know, it, it, it still does my head in that 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 can't be looked at. Uh, it would be looked if it had been Tuesday night at, at the arena, um, it would have been looked at in Europe. But you know, mm. it looked at quite a lot on Tuesday night. Mm. Um but you know, he you know, he basically got a bit frustrated with Levi. He, I think it's always it's generally what's happened before, and he hadn't got a call at the other end. He'd made a couple yeah, of yeah. offensive rebounds, hadn't got a call. He didn't have a great game. I think he was just a little frustrated yeah, in yeah. general. And then, you know, there's, yeah, some, then there's always made, a oh, catalyst point, isn't there? The catalyst point, and Levi's, Levi's irritant, and he decided to yeah. take it out on his cheekbone. So, uh, but but what he did is he obviously hit Levi too hard because Levi then had to come out of the game. And, shots. and what that did is brought Green back in. So it is, here's a couple of free points for you just to get you back in the rhythm. And then he hit another three threes and they're out to 87-73. No, I often, I really do wonder at times why coaches don't make more use of that. We, I never really had, the only really kind of really below average free throw shooter I ever had was probably Kadiri Richard. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kadiri wasn't great. He was probably 40, 45%. Um, and Leonard had for a very short period of time, but he, you know, he was. He that wasn't right. You weren't going to tell Leonard to come up again. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, no. But um, half, half the time he's going for one free throw rather than for one free throw rather than two because he's just dunked on somebody. Um, but um, you know, I do wonder sometimes when I see guys get fouled and, and kind of get up slowly, mm. whether a coach should be kind of sending the trainer on straight away. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Go, go, go. I'm not talking about you know rugby sachets of blood or anything. No, no, no. You but, just have to run on. You don't need that. You don't need the sachet. Exactly. Of the blood. trainer gets on. The guy's got to sub off, and you get yeah. somebody else to come in and shoot. Yeah, yeah. You know, Eddie Matthew comes off the bench to shoot a couple of foul <laughs> shots. You know. Um, there was one I think in, in the Eagles game a couple of weeks ago. I think Malcolm Delpech got knocked over, and I thought to myself, Tosh, he's <laughs> <laughs> coming in. Yeah. Um, but um, no, it, obviously, it takes a lot to lock Levi out of the game, and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and Green did get a couple of foul shots, but yeah, that did make a difference, I think, because Leicester are playing without depth, and basically, when he couldn't go back to Shelton because Shelton was struggling. Yeah. Um, that leaves you with um, Walker having to play probably more minutes in the fourth quarter. Than he has all season on a hard floor 
you know, on a really hard floor, mm-hmm. on a fourth game in in nine days, mm-hmm. and uh, in you do in a in another world, he would have a double. Mm. May not be Thomas playing the five, but he'd certainly have a double playing the five in that situation, mm. which would which would give them a little bit more athleticism around the rim. But you know, basically, they couldn't stop Atwood scoring in the, for a point in the third quarter. Mm. He just scored at will, and he was scoring comfortably. You know, and no one really kind of took up the challenge. Then. Um, as you say, they got to that 13 points in that timeout, and you're thinking the streak is over, and again, they're yeah, yeah. celebrating. Well, then... at, at that point, I was already going, what was the date? Of the, yeah, the yeah. I, I was already looking it up, and then Teddy Allen hits 11 points in a row, and it's 87-84, and you think, how are they doing this? Yeah, well, they're doing, well, they're doing this because you know, Allen is a great scorer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what happened was then... Um, he, you know, he made four, four, three or four great plays, but I just checked yeah. the stats. He shot the ball, I think. He used nine out of the next 11 possessions. Yeah. There was 11 points that he had. At the beginning, he made shots. Yeah. They eventually adjusted to him, and he, he got a turnover, and he missed a couple of shots. Yeah. Everybody else at that point, unfortunately, is out of rhythm. Yeah, yeah. They've all been watching. Um, and he got... Just a little, you know, he was trying to carry them on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Shots that he wasn't getting the shots that you want him to get, which are the ones in transition where he's probable, yeah. or the ones where he's coming off a down screen and he's catching and shooting. He was having to work a bit harder and he's playing 40 minutes. And they, they, they had probably three or four empty offenses where you'd probably want them to give the ball up, get off the ball, and then get it back. Mm. And it didn't quite happen in a still a young team like that. And in the meantime, at the other end, they just kept scoring. Yeah, 12 in a row. Uh, they scored yeah. the next 12 points. That was the game. That sealed the game for them. Uh, so, yes, I've actually written it down here. It was December 2012, 45 mm-hmm. wins in a row. Uh, so, uh, Green had 33 points. He was 8 of 10 uh, from three-point range and uh, making eight threes at at least 80%. That's the first time since Mike McCall did it in February 2019 in his 50-point game. He was 8 for 9 for three. Really good game. That was, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's still eight for nine. Yeah, still pretty you, good. You're more likely to miss in overtime than you are in a forty minute game, aren't you? Uh, Atwood, twenty-two points, eleven of fourteen shooting. Uh, Wiley, nineteen points and fourteen rebounds. Allen with thirty-five points and eight rebounds. That's the first time a player has had thirty-five points in consecutive games since Joe Chapman. Joe Chap. Who uh, had uh, he, he saw it on Twitter? I tagged him in it. Yeah, so, right, cool. you know, he had thirty-seven and thirty-eight, or thirty-seven and thirty-six. It, it in two days as well, second and third of February, twenty twelve. Yeah, One other player has done MVP it since that season. That was his MVP season. Yeah. One other player has done it since two thousand eight, and in the live stats era, scored thirty-five in consecutive games, thirty-five plus in consecutive games. Any guesses? Wasn't Jay Sean? Was it? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the Newcastle player. <laughs> it's been really Newcastle my player. my my next. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand eight. What James Life? No, not a bad shout, but no. No. Um... You're having to go back to the beginning of the uh, live stats era to get this one. Oh right, so two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Ooh, Danny Gilbert. Live stats uh, started in two thousand eight, nine. Two thousand eight, nine. All right, uh, Midgley. No right team, wrong player. Oh, um, Andre Smith. Andre Smith. Andre Smith did it. I uh, can't remember. I think he had 40 and 36 or something like that. I can't remember. 
Exactly. Uh, Mackenzie, 19, and Lowell, 13. See, the, these these quizzes are good because I just pick a random quiz knowing you'll eventually uh, get the answer somehow. It's like six six degrees of separation. Yeah. I need a few. I need the odd little <laughs> yeah, yeah. here or there, but we'll, yeah. we'll get there eventually. Yeah, uh, yeah. And also, that was Paul James' 50th win against Leicester. He is the first coach to win 50 games against Leicester. Been for it for a while, hasn't he? He has. The, the funny thing is, I tweeted it years ago now. It <laughs> must be it must be two or three that he was on 49 and they were playing Leicester that night. And I do remember some wag on Twitter came back when it's gonna be a long time. <laughs> and and it was and for some reason I was sitting there watching the second game and I went, Oh, that's the 50th win, isn't it? Let me go double check that. I think Fab was second, paid yeah, was third, and uh Nurse and Robbie Piers, I think, but had 30 each as well. Uh, so let's go to the final game. Cheshire, speaking of Robbie Piers, uh, Cheshire Phoenix 100, Caledonia Gladiators 93. So the title race goes on to March, Dave, just oh. like I told you it would. Oh, yeah, as ever, as ever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's only oh. two teams left in the title race, though, because Caledonia, yeah. I've failed to mention that earlier on that loss. Uh, um, yeah. The uh, So, um, Whelan was back, uh, which is good news for those of us of a GB persuasion, although he was uh, tape strapping on his hand. Uh, coming off the bench, Nick's flurry of threes mid-third quarter, as they, um, as they often do, and they were out to an 18-8 lead. The first quarter, yeah. Um, yeah, first quarter. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the um, this game is just in the box score. Mm. Box score. Every single Caledonia starter is is a substantial um, negative on the plus mm. minus. Every single Caledonia bench player is a is a positive. Mm. Um, I was re. I mean, I I'm it's not my team, and I know they're coming off a win, but. You know, if Patrick Whelan's healthy, I can't contemplate not starting him. He's been there all season. And he was healthy because he made five threes. <laughs> um, if Quade Green is going to be a point guard, and it's quite clear he is going to be the point guard, and it's been quite clear since Thursday night, and they've had a week of practice with him, um, then I can't contemplate not starting him. Um... I just think they got into the right mess. Um, you know, with consider with they started this lineup with Bothwell, Kyle Johnson, Onwath, Pelisa, and Ali Hodzic. My guess is that lineup's hardly played together all season because Kyle Johnson's been coming off the bench when Pelisa and Ali Hodzic are are, are, are are on the bench. Yeah. Um, it's a lineup without a you know a clear kind of primary option because Bothwell's playing the point. Kyle Johnson never really touched the ball, to be fair to him, in that time. They kind of played through Ali Hodzic a little bit. Pelisa never really got a look and they ended up with, you know, relying on Onmas to make those little flippy shots and all of that stuff. Mm. And then they did the same at the beginning and I'll, I'll sketch ahead, they did the same at the beginning of the third quarter, which is when they blew the game open. Mm. And it just, you know, there is so much more to come from that Caledonia team. And it might just be that it's just too early in the gestation with with um Quade, Green, or Green, of course. Um, you know, to, to basically throw him out there. But you know, I'm always of the view, you know, if, if you've got a guy, if you've got a talent or you sign a guy to be your point guard, he's your point guard. Mm. And you don't 
muck around with making them your point guard, the more reps he gets, the quicker he gets. Mm. The quicker, the, no, they might not have won the game. I'm not saying they won the game at all. Obviously, he had a great game. He had 31. Um, you know, so, but, but I just thought they didn't give themselves the best chance. They played 10 guys in this game. Only, only one of their starters played more than 20 minutes. And that was maybe Ali Hodges with 21. Maybe somebody else did. Um, and they were just looking for something the whole game. And you can't, and the thing with Cheshire is you can't do that against Cheshire because Cheshire are ruling. And Cheshire know exactly what they are. So just to uh, Bothwell played 27 and a half, Johnson 11, on West 21, Paliza 14, and Ali Hodgett 21 and a half. And the 21 my plus fault, yeah. minuses were Bothwell minus nine, Johnson minus 15, on West minus 19, Paliza minus 17, Ali Hodgett minus 10. And the benches, I won't name them all, but plus seven, plus five, plus 12, plus eight, plus three. Yeah, I mean that means that there's that means there's been points. Basically, it means that there's points out there. Mm. You know, they've left points out there in the game. And as I say, the thing with Cheshire, Cheshire are absolutely rolling. Mm. They're playing with a a, a a kind of a confidence now, which is led by the kind of the the machismo of Rideau and the cerebral nature of Rye. Mm. Kind of put those two together. You know, and, and they kind of bounce off each other the right way. Um, With a little bit of uh, white, uh, should I say, quab, little. Yeah, a little bit of white. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Now, Caledonia, to be fair, they, they in this game, they had a plan to stop white shooting the ball. Yeah. No they did a good job. You know, yeah. what I'm saying about Caledonia, actually, you can actually discern plans in in the way that they're, they're, they're coached and what's going on. And I thought that they they, they didn't they, they didn't give Skylar White basically any form of look. Moore was yeah. up guarding him. And he shot a couple of air balls. He made a couple, but you know, basically, the kind of the easy get out of jail card yeah. for the ball to Skyler wasn't there. But Rideau stepped up and made a ton of shots, which which is a kind of a game breaker. And they couldn't handle Rise penetration at any point. Um, and you know that's why you kind of need Omas on the court to guard him. But you know, you really got to have a game plan to guard Cheshire, and you've actually got to have a three game plans the way that they play because. Um, you have to have a game plan for Rideau, you have to have a game plan for, for Rye in particular, and then you have to be ultra-disciplined in relation to rebounding the ball, mm. you know, and not turning it over. I mean, they're, they're all basics. Basically, every game plan is don't turn it over, so that doesn't really count much. Yeah, yeah, no, but, yeah, yeah. but basically, you've got to be aware of where Rideau is. Now, Rideau is, you know, is fast becoming the most fascinating player in the league because um, if he's not already... Because he plays, kind of, I think I might have said before, right on the edge of physicality. Mm. You know, when the refs are getting a little bit wiser to his kind of offensive fouls, I think. Mm. Not all the time, though. I mean, there was one in the second or third quarter where he absolutely leveled Jimenez with a kind of a, a sharp little elbow on the baseline and Jimenez got called for a blocking foul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I'm looking at thinking, you know, you, you, re, you know you've got to be aware of the, the nature of the various different players that you're playing. Um. There was another one, I think, where again, maybe in him and on Malkin, where he basically bounced him about four feet backwards, didn't fall over. Probably wasn't an offensive foul, but they're all right on the borderline. He's playing with that physicality, you know. And um, now he's knocking down the three point shot like he belongs. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and so when he's knocking down that three off the dribble, it makes it harder to go under screens. It does, yeah. Um, and and stay in front of them, but. I, I still put a lot of this. This game came down to you know Rye being they couldn't guard Rye, um, and you know they they kept letting him go left. If you let Aaron Rye dribble left, he's going to kill you. I'm telling you, 
got to keep him on his right hand, make him go on a straight line on his right hand, meet him with another body, make him finish over you because that's the, you know, once he's into body control mode and spin mode, you're done. Mm. His footwork is just too good. If you can put him in, if you make him go into athlete mode, which is, you know, one step, two steps, he's still, he's still sneaky athletic, mm. but his, his finishing isn't... You've got a better chance. You've got a better chance, yeah. That's, you're just playing the numbers, basically. And you've got to be very careful with who you send because he's very good. He's going to pass it. And he's going to find the shooters in the corners yeah, yeah. in the perfectly space. So it's not easy, but you have to have a mindset as to how you're going to do it. You know, you really have to game plan for that team. And um, I don't think anybody in the league, and certainly London didn't in the third final, has um, has got a handle of that yet. And I'm not sure if anybody actually will. It might just be it's just too much for some of these teams to, to kind of figure out. But overall, I know the points went back and forth, but basically in the third quarter... Yeah. Well, I think the killer for me is the is that thing of he's such a smart player and a good passer that yeah. they've got so many shooters that can just sit in the corner as well. So it really hurts. Well, you can't double him early. Mm. If you double him early, it's really difficult. Mm. The one time you know they gave him a bit of space, he stepped back and he knocked down a three. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd probably live with that more than I'd live with everything else. But it's still yeah. tough. You know, he's a forty percent three point shooter. But the biggest thing you cannot let him do is spin. Mm. You know, it's it's really difficult. So you've got to kind of keep him going the way that he's going without fouling him, mm. but also contesting a shot. And that's yeah. not easy. No. Every basketball player is pre-determined um, in their brain to get back in. If someone penetrates, you get in front of them, you make them yeah, turn. Yeah. You make him turn, you're dead. Also that thing about how he slows down. Just yeah, like, yeah. Just blows my mind how which is what i'm saying is you have with to... slowness yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. which is what i'm saying is you have to make him into an athlete yeah yeah you have to yeah. almost make him challenge you athletically yeah. and, and and that's easier said than done so, so they... let's just quickly run through this bit uh 13-4 run by caledonia in the second quarter had them in the lead 27-28 whelan had three threes in quick succession but nick's last six points of the first half to lead 46-44 Pretty even. And then Rye, Rideau, Jack, threes. Cheshire blitz them 15-2 to two at the end of the third quarter. And suddenly it's 79-63 and done. Yeah. They, I mean, when they when they do that, it, it was like two and a half minutes. And they just go, bam, here's 15 points. I mean, they're fun to watch doing it, but I don't know how you... I don't know how you take that away. They seem to they seem to have a spell like that every game. Um, I thought you, you have to take it away with good offense, mm. um, and you can't turn the ball over. Mm. Um, uh, I thought Caledonia. I thought they had so many, too many moving parts in this game. Mm. I really did. I thought you know their rotations were all over the place. Gareth has clearly looked. You, he's been getting good minutes from him in this, so he's his tenth player, and he has to. He's having to play because he's actually playing defense. Mm. You know, and he's 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 helping the team. But once Cooper comes in, not Cooper, um, Green. Green. So, um, once Green comes in, um, then that really, you know, he's a 32 minute a game guy at the point guard. Mm. No question. He's he averaged 12 a game in the G League, right? Now, this is, you know, you know Tozan averaged 16 in the G League and he just got a 10 contract. You know, this is this is a high level basket, he's a high level player and he's a point guard that you've needed and you don't have anybody like him on the roster at all. So there's no question of duplication, standing on anybody's toes. You know, and on top of that, he's balling. He has 31 and 25. Mm. Right? But he's playing with different players. He's not playing with, he's playing, he's trying to build up kind of a relationship with Moab because he's coming off the bench. Now, next week, he's going to be starting. So suddenly he's going to have to put, he's going to have to build up a relationship with Ali Hotsich instead of Moab if, that, if that, 
that's going to stay the same. And and you saw that he had, you know, the reason we then got those looks is because he was able to penetrate and kick it out and make the right decision. Um, I only needed far more certainty in who was playing with who when. Mm. Um, I looked at, you know, Paliza played, obviously he was struggling in this game. I mean, he's minus 17. I get that. But he wasn't playing with Cuba. Green. With Green. Sorry, I keep going mm. Quade. Where am I get that from? Quinn Cooper. Quinn Cooper. Mm. He wasn't playing with Quade Green or Quadia Green, right? Now, I want to see Green, Whelan, and Paliza. I want to know how you guard that. Mm. I don't think I saw it in this game, right? But with Green in the high screen role, with Moore, with Whelan on one wing, Paliza on the other wing, and either Fraser Malcolm in the corner or Prince Omas or whoever in the corner. I want to know how you guard that. Mm. And we're going to find out in about probably two or three weeks' time, I think. Yeah, so yeah. It happen. Yeah, yeah. So for me, you know, I don't know. If it's all about winning that game, and maybe it's not, maybe it's about, you know, fitting them all into the pattern of the team. But I want to see that line, though. Mm. And I didn't see that line. I saw bits and pieces of it. And, different, and when you're playing 10 guys um, and your bench is basically outplaying your starters, you know, the question is, you know, did I have the right start on unit? And that start on unit to me was not what it needed to be. And that means that when you bring your bench in, that's probably a little bit discombobulated as well. Mm. And and Cheshire just kill you. Cheshire kill you. And we've talked about it before the end of the third quarter. You know, Aaron Rye takes over, gets to the rim. Aaron Rye's getting layups and threes and foul shots. You know, and if they're missing, they're crashing the glass. And they're almost more dangerous because Chargewa's not playing because they've got so many of the wings on the court when the shooter. And yeah, that was a game. Cooper um, 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 Green tried to bring him back. Yeah. Um, but you know, too much. Not not yeah. scoring race, 95 yeah. point rule, everything yeah. against. Yeah. Bit chippy at the end there as well. Ali Hodgic called yeah. for an unsportsman like that. I thought that was a little bit harsh. If I, I thought Shelton got on the on the light end of the thing, I thought he got on the harsher. Well, I thought that was thing. kind of Rideau just milked that. Yeah. He went down as if he'd been shot and it, basically, you know, he made a movement up, but he didn't hit him. Um, you know, I was watching it with the commentary down, and I thought I was thinking that's not a sports night foul. I think, you know, as I say, I think Rideau's a difficult guy to ref because Josh didn't he, think it was an unsportsman like foul either. Didn't, you know? No, um, the um, um, you know, he's a difficult guy to ref Rideau because there's 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 lots of contact, lots of body movement, there's a few histrionics, you know, and I don't think they did a particularly good job um, of um, assessing that. Mm. I'd like to see Keith ref. Riddle, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's, let's get let's get let's get um yeah, yeah. a petition for St. Keith to tell yeah. me. And Neil. Uh and the Neil. Um, <laughs> the, the then Rai and uh, Ali Hodges both got technical, so Ali Hodges ends up being disqualified and oh, right. okay. Well, I, 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 I was yeah, I was basketballed out by then, I'd give yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. So uh so that was it. And Rideau, uh twenty six point seven rebounds, four steals. Rye, 24 points and eight rebounds. Jack, 15 points. Uh, Green, 12 of 16 shooting, 31 points and six assists. Uh, Whelan, five of seven uh, for 16 points. And Malcolm, 11. I mean, so, they've got green and time, haven't they? They've just got green and time to give them a reasonable time in relation to the playoffs. Yeah. And he's probably not going to, he's probably going to stuff them up a little bit for the next couple of weeks, albeit they've got the international break as a week of practice. Because it's just going to change the dynamic of that team so much, mm. makes it look so different uh, in the long run, has to make them better. 
mm. that degree of threat. Um, even in comparison with Dubose, who was playing pretty well. Um, but in the short term, you know, you've got to sort his rotations out quickly mm. and to, to win some more games. But then again, does it matter if they finish fourth or if they finish second? You know, I mean, are they bothered? You know, they, that it, it's who's going to be playing the best basketball in the end of April that matters. Oh, by the way, update. Uh, I believe the uh, playoff system is actually going to be as as was. So, so fourth and fifth are not quite as horrible as. What is that? You think you think we've won that by? Uh, well, do you uh, think that's been changed I back? I don't think of... it's. I don't think it's anything to do with us. But all uh, oh, right, but they that, did announce it. Was announced. It was announced that way, but I I believe it has uh, reverted to uh, to the to the old oh, so no seed versus lower seed. Oh, so no more comments about deliberately trying to finish sixth. Oh, yeah. shame. Yeah. Well, yeah. oh, shame. That could have been that could have been some wonderfully entertaining shenanigans yeah. at the end of the season. Indeed. But, yeah. hmm. uh, so uh the list of teams who have won the league in February remains at two. Portsmouth FC on the 27th of February in the first season, 87-88, and Kingston on the 21st of February. In the 1990-91 season, although both those seasons finished way earlier than this, yeah, season. yeah, they do so, now, yeah. so I think I think London would have won it with 63 days to spare to the end of the season, and the current record is 26. I think. So. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I mean, it's never going to be done again. I don't think. I'm not no, no, because you'd have to play 30 games before the yeah. end of February again, which seems unlikely in the in the format that we have at the moment. Um, and the uh, the weird thing about the the when Portsmouth did it, they won the league uh, on the on the twenty seventh of February, but the league finished on like the fourth uh, of March or something. <laughs> and, and it was a strange season because they then played the, some trophy games and playoff games at the same time, and then the trophy final was in there, and then some more playoff games, and then the final. Oh, well, send it send it to the CEO. You know, you might like the. Yeah. You, know, you never know. Uh, so uh, here is the league title. Uh, here is the league table. Even yeah, I've given yeah. the title away. I'm saving it to March. What am I doing? Uh, London are twenty-seven and three, but Cheshire are sixteen and eight. So it still can uh, still can catch them. Yeah, um, consecutive wins and um, six consecutive London losses. Yeah. Yeah, Cheshire. By the way, ten. Um, Ten wins in a row. It's the third time it's happened. They did mm. it in the 2001-2 season. They won 11. And they did in 14-15, won 10 in a row as well. All comps. Um, I don't think Cheshire have mathematically qualified for the playoffs, even though they have the head-to-head with Manchester. I think because there are so many teams in between, there are potential multiple ties that would deny them. But they're basically there. Yeah, uh, Caledonia... Oh, did I say Cheshire is 16 and 8? Uh, yeah. Caledonia 15 and 11, Newcastle 14 and 11, Leicester 14 and 12. Then a uh, little bit of a gap to Sheffield 11 and 14, Bristol 11 and 15, and Surrey 11 and 16. And then an even bigger gap to Manchester 7 and 20, and Plymouth 5 and 21. Hard to see either of those two teams catching Surrey now or catching eighth place, whoever that might be. Yeah, I mean, well, Manchester would have to win at least what seven to five out of the last nine games. Mm, yeah, difficult to see. That's that's if sorry, lose every single game. Yeah, Plymouth would have to win what seven out of the last eleven, something like that. Yeah, seven out of the last ten. Seven out of the last ten. Yeah, 
And again, so we and, were... and one of the eleven teams to to lose all their games, basically. Yeah. So so if you're expecting drama, folks, mm. it ain't happening this year. But but what you've got, what you might have is, I mean, Cheshire have quite a cushion now into second, yeah. so it'd be a surprise if they didn't finish second. But you've got that sort of uh, Caledonia, Newcastle, Leicester fighting for order of three, four, five, perhaps, and Sheffield, Bristol, and Surrey fighting for order of. That's six, a bit does look like there's a bit of separation that way. I'm not. I mean, I need to check the schedule. It's the problem. Yeah. But I've after, not looked at the schedule. Either. The schedule is so unbalanced this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unbalanced. And on top of that, we're now throwing you know games against London when they win the league. You know what, yeah. what the game's going to look like. Yeah. Um. You know that. Um. It's difficult. You know, it really rather depends on who you're playing and how many games you've got on the road and that type of thing. You know, I know yeah. two away games in a row now. I mean, they're still Cheshire still have a third of their season left to play. At the moment, they're you know conspicuously the second best team in the league. Yeah, they've got yeah, third yeah. of the games left to play, yeah. so I think they are against um, the um, any other teams. You know, I know, I know, I know, I know Newcastle's schedule. I know they they played London four times already, and they played Leicester three times, etc. They've got a couple of games against Caledonia and I think one game against Cheshire. Um, the rest of the games they've got against teams at the bottom. Below, yeah. You know, yeah. so so in theory, their 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 record well, is uh, Leicester's up. next two games because we've already talked about the Cheshire in London. So they could they could easily drop back to fourteen and fourteen there, couldn't they? And then suddenly Sheffield and Bristol are right on. And, and then, we're, but but then the schedule, as I say, because that schedule is so has been so unbalanced all season. I think Bristol had to pay. You know, Bristol have dropped because it, Sheffield have dropped because they played London twice now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bristol I said I was going to mention Sheffield's home away record: eight yeah. and three at home, three and eleven away. The only team with a worse away record than that is Plymouth, uh, one and twelve. Manchester mm -hmm. also three and eleven, but eight wins. The only teams with more than that at home: London, obviously, Caledonia, and uh, Leicester. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, but it's it's always been a difficult place to play Sheffield, but you know the, the difficulty has been being ready on the road. You know, it's not it's not been that they've lost games on the road; it's that they've not been in a lot of those games on the. Um, what it also says is they've got three three more home games to play than they have away games. Yeah, so so in theory, the a bit of fattening up of their record is is feasible. So you know that's you know uh, that that's kind of the big. Um, unknown. So I wouldn't, you know, without going into in some depth, I wouldn't, I wouldn't write off a three-game gap with twelve games to go. I think a five or six-game gap for a team that's won five or six games all season, you would write yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. all those other teams, I'm not so sure. Um, I also think Caledonia are going to get better. They have to with with Green. Mm. You know, they're going to be a tough team to beat if everybody is healthy and he gets them sorted out and uh, and gets the rotations right because they've got a lot of pieces now. You know, and the one thing they didn't have was a dynamic scoring and assisting point guard, which they now have, who's you know has, has the capability of transforming that basketball team. Yeah, it's um, interesting because Caledonia have sort of fallen back to the pack with their recent losses, but you feel like they're going to pull back away, and it will be. You do, yeah, probably absolutely. Cheshire and Caledonia in second and third. I would have thought. I think so. Uh, you'd think that they've got a shot at it, but then again, I look at you know Caledonia's own two against Newcastle. Mm. So, you know, if Newcastle beat them once more, then they've got the head to head. And if Newcastle beat Manchester next week, then they're 15 11 on the same record. Yeah, yeah. You know, so the, and, and then, you know, as I say, don't rule out that Leicester team healthy. That Leicester team is seriously talented. Mm. And uh, 
they they have a few little tweaks to make in relation to I think they need their full personnel not to stretch themselves a bit thin mm. because you know they're they're very much the the amount of their parts as opposed to kind of being able to deal with a couple of players down. Mm. But if you know if they keep Allen you know on the straight and narrow and Mackenzie keeps a, a grip of that team, um then their defense won't be as bad as it was this weekend. You know, they're not give up 109 points again to, to anybody. Yeah. You won't let them. So um you know they have a they have a chance I think to to be really really they're they're probably I still actually think with Allen they have the highest ceiling of anybody even including Cheshire outside of London. But that is on the basis, as I say, you can't have situations like they had in less than Plymouth today, whereby they had like four dead possessions where everybody was watching Teddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't, that's not going to, you know, and that's going to be a difficult kind of line to uh, tightrope to walk. Mm. And you've got somebody who's as talented a scorer as that and making sure you get the shots that you want to get. So it's actually got intriguing again. Mm. You know, about three weeks ago, it was all pretty dead, to be honest. But you say, Caledonia sent a new point guard. Um, Plymouth beat Leicester for the first time since, you know, the millennium. Mm. Um, yeah, Eagles been four in a row. Mm. Um, and, um, and, 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 and some of the, and some more European games to come as well. Mm. So, yeah, I'm kind of, kind of interested to see how it plays out. Not, not overly interested, but kind of interested. So we'll see. Are we going to do a GB special next weekend? We're playing the same on Friday and one Monday. Is that I right? think so. Yeah, I'm not. My problem is going to be I've got seven games over the weekend. Whether I can watch the fine time for the two GB games. Yeah, um, I'm certainly going to go along to the Holland yeah. game. Um, yeah. I don't want to have to rant. Yeah. Let's let's see how it pans out and see if we need an emergency rant. <laughs> I, just, I just want to say before anybody jumps to judgment about this team, firstly, they're all they're the guys who are there are going to be there because they want to be there mm. and they're committed to be there. Mm. Uh, and, and secondly, you know, we've had a year where they've done nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A year which has been absolutely wasted by the inadequacy of the administration. Good night. So there we go. <laughs> On that little mini rant, little taster rant, we'll call it a night. We might be back next week. If not, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Back to the uh, back to the action uh, to see if Cheshire can chase down London in the title race. Uh, but for now, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Goodbye, guys. Okay.